Coming up on the WAC podcast, basketball is over this year in the WAC. We'll break down what happened this past week and what made history. Baseball now all revved up. We have Will Davis, the head coach from Lamar University, stopping by. And we'll talk some softball, all kinds of other stuff, coming up on the WAC podcast. Welcome to the WAC podcast. Today's episode is presented by... Hercules Tires. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Kendra Sheehan. Welcome to the WAC Podcast, Eric Danner, along with Kendra Sheehan. Kendra, we saw some history this past week from New Mexico State basketball. We were able to watch it on the big screen. They defeat the University of Connecticut in the first round of the NCAA tournament. First win in the NCAA men's basketball tournament by a WAC school since 2007 so hats off to the Aggies hats off to the Aggies and hats off to Teddy Allen Teddy Buckets as we call him who literally took the team and put it (laughs) on his back in terms of scoring I mean 37 points he was taking was he taking all the shots towards the end well I mean that was not a bad strategy by Chris Jans (laughs) who we'll talk about in just a second here but 37 points, a new record in the arena in Buffalo for the NCAA tournament. Jameer Nelson formally held the record. Jameer Nelson went on to a very nice NBA career after that. Uh, New Mexico State then made it to the round of 32, took on Arkansas. We're battling with them, kind of another low-scoring kind of a game, but the Razorbacks turned out on top, but a very good season, great season by the Aggies winning the regular season. Uh, co-champions, winning the WAC tournament, winning a game in the NCAAs. Hard to ask for much more than that. Yeah, and I mean, this was the team that just looking at who they had on the roster, this is the team to do it. I mean, they had Johnny McCants, huge veteran. Teddy Allen, kind of the glue that came in and was like, you know, the spark plug for he was, the team. He, he Jabari was. Rice, Clayton Henry. I mean, such a veteran and veteran presence. Did I say Jabari Rice? Yeah, I did. Okay. You did. And, and, uh, I always sometimes forget about him, and that's just wrong because so, he's great. <laughs> so that first game, again, was was Teddy Buckets all the time. That second game, obviously Arkansas doing their scouting report and double-teamed Teddy much of the game. And Johnny McCants in his final game at New Mexico State, I think we can say that because he was there six years. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, so many of these guys sort with, of the, loophole? with the COVID year and, you know, a redshirt I year. I think he could come back for a second. I, 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 th- I think Johnny <laughs> is actually done. And uh, what a way to go out. I mean, obviously he'd want to go out with a win. Only one team each year gets to do that in the NCAAs, and that's the champion. But to go out with a 16-point, 12-rebound effort, uh, would have to have been the MVP of the game from New Mexico State standpoint, if you're looking at it that way. Now, the amid, amid the jubilation, you kind of knew Chris Jans, who was in his fifth year at New Mexico State with a tremendous record. Other teams would come calling, and within 24 hours of that victory, uh, it was announced that Chris Jans was headed to Mississippi State. Yeah, I mean, hats off to Chris Jans and what he was able to do with the Aggies, bringing them into the NCAA tournament. Three out of the five years he was there, Mississippi State calls. I mean, who's not going to go to the SEC, you know? SEC is a very tough conference for basketball, so congratulations to, to Coach Jans on getting that uh, position. Uh, three of the five you mentioned, so the one year, obviously the COVID year, and right. they, that might have been the best team they had. Uh, during his tenure as coach in New Mexico State and the other time he didn't make it when Grand Canyon won the tournament last year. So right in the thick of things every year. And, and you got to think New Mexico State's going to keep 
keep that momentum going because before Coach Jans, Paul Weir, what was the head coach there? He had a very good season. Mario Menzies before that. Of course, Pascal Siakam was uh, on his team while he was there. And, and you look at the, the whack the past 10 years, New Mexico State dominant in terms of winning championships. So you got to imagine that uh, whoever they hire will be a very good coach. Yeah, and that's kind of the talk of of who they are going to hire. A lot of the players are really pushing and very active on social media, pushing for James Miller, who is their assistant coach right now. Associate head coach. Associate head coach. And uh, so, I mean, you also got to look at, you know, are are these players that are pushing so hard for him and and they don't opt to go with James Miller, are they going to enter the transfer portal? Is the team going to look a lot different? And uh, that, you know, will that cause a rebuilding year, if if you will? Yeah, a lot uh, for Mario Mocha to take in as uh, this is the uh, second time in the last five years he's had to hire a head coach. And also Brooke Atkinson uh, will not be coming back to New Mexico State next year, so also going to be hiring a women's basketball coach for the Aggies. So uh, a lot of work to do, but I think Mario uh, and the staff there at New Mexico State obviously knew this was a possibility given the success they've had, and they've uh, done a great job in selecting their head coaches, uh, especially the last few because Paul Weir was there one year, uh, went to New Mexico from there, and obviously Christian's now getting the Mississippi State job. Uh, also, men's basketball, while we stay on that for just a hot second, uh, Abilene Christian went to the Final Four of Woo! the CBI tournament and uh, had to play three nights in a row, seemed to uh, maybe run out a little bit of gas. Uh, the game was on ESPN2 on, on Tuesday night. Uh, had a 13-minute uh, drought of scoring uh, after leading at halftime and looked really good in the first half. But uh, for Brett Tanner and his team, what a great experience for them to get another three games under their belt and, and to keep that kind of momentum that they had during the WAC tournament where they were the Cinderella team and then they go into the CBI and maybe a little bit of a Cinderella in, in that tournament as well. So anytime you can continue playing basketball, uh, that's always a lot of fun. Yeah, and I mean, four games last week, or I guess, yeah, in the, in the WAC tournament, four games, and then you're playing three games back-to-back. So the legs are obviously going to tire there. But, yeah, I mean, having this opportunity for these guys, especially the seniors, to play again together and uh, to put up what they do, I mean, they know how good they are, and they they – really seemed to buy into Brett Tanner. He was a situation where almost not to stray away back to New Mexico State, but it's almost like looking at that situation like Brett Tanner was on the coaching roster. They promote him to head coach. And look at the success that the Wildcats had this year. You know, could that same thing be said if you bring up James Miller? Could potentially happen. So we'll have to keep an eye on that in the next few weeks. Also, women's basketball, Stephen F. Austin playing North Carolina in the first round and Mark Kellogg's team. I, I thought we had a win in the bag. I'll, I'll be honest with you winning through three quarters. They were playing really well. A uh, team like North Carolina obviously has a ton of talent and they kind of turned on the gas in that fourth quarter to win. But what a great season by Stephen F. Austin, Lady Jacks winning the whack regular season, uh, Rather easily, I guess you could say, just in terms of the number of games they won by and then winning the WAC tournament and then playing a great game in the NCAAs, unfortunately coming out on the losing end in that uh, first game. Yeah, that that was you know tough to watch, especially, I'm sure, also for Coach Kellogg, seeing how well his team played. But, you know, you got to look at what they did last year, Southland coming over to the WAC, you know, two, two different conferences, two different uh, championship titles, and... You know, they're a team that I, I'm for sure will be back next year. Maybe. 
Well, I can't say that for sure because we are neutral, but, you know, they are, they are very strong. <laughs> they are very, very good teams. I knew Jeanette, 26 <laughs> points in that NCAA game yeah. against North Carolina. Switching gears now to baseball as uh, baseball softball. We're, we're here March 23rd recording the podcast, so we only have about two months left of the season in, in these sports. So we're already in well into conference play. Lamar University on the Southwest Division side of baseball, 5-1. and one. To start the year, we're going to talk with Will Davis, the head coach, who was kind enough to take some time out as they're actually playing tonight at Texas A&M Corpus Christi, which uh, would be a great spring break destination, I would think. Right. But he's not having it. No, no. He, he He's <laughs> like, we spring break is for the regular people, but we as baseball players, we do. <laughs> they are not, not regular people. <laughs> we are not. They are locked in. They After uh, today, then they'll go to Edinburgh to play UTRGV, and they got a five-game road swing. So there's, it's all gas, no breaks, no partying, <laughs> no spring break. Well, what a, uh, I mean, to plan it out, I mean, you go down to Corpus Christi, and then you swing over to Edinburgh, yeah, not only bad. about two hours away. And uh, as he says in the interview, you know, breaks up the trip a little bit as well. Uh, so they're doing very well in the Southwest Division. You look over at the West, Grand Canyon now 6-0. and They've won two series in sweep fashion. Then on Tuesday night, they beat their inner city rival, Arizona State, who, of course, has a great uh, baseball history, and they, they win at Arizona State in that one. So Andy Stankowitz's team, look out. They're, they're playing really well right now. How about Jacob Wilson? How about him? I mean, whack top play this week Whack top play, <laughs> but also was nationally recognized when national eight, player of the national week. player of the Whack week player of the week <laughs> i mean the trifecta i mean he the went triple crown was it 18 of 23 18 of 23 he had 10 hits in a row he was 10 for 10 that's unheard of yeah i mean you know how hard it is to hit a baseball safely no i'm not 10 times in that. a row with somebody <laughs> trying to get you out I and, not. And, and not only offensively, but defensively, where he's, he's playing shortstop, I believe. I'd have to look back, but I believe Jacob was a third baseman last year, uh, now playing shortstop. And what a uh, defensive player he is. So, And uh, I think he also had a bomb uh, last night against Arizona State. So he's got power. He can hit for average. He he's can a do coach's dream. He is. He's, he's got those. He is Jacob Wilson. <laughs> he is Jacob <laughs> Wilson. <laughs> GCU also with the Ticket Smarter Whack Pitcher of the Week, Daniel Avitia, a freshman right-hander from Phoenix, according to the article here, was dialed in on Saturday against Utah Valley, going 6.2 shutout innings to earn the victory in an 8-0 win over the Wolverines, by the way, in a play in a game that Jacob Wilson had the whack top play. Oh, what a a game for... uh for GCU, and how about this? What two truths and a lot? <laughs> we did see some nice uh, Grand Canyons package on. Would you say it was his brother? Oh, we, we believe. I mean, Avitia. Yeah, yeah, that he was a catcher. So, yeah. uh, Daniel being a freshman and a pitcher also had 11 strikeouts. By the way, in that game for Grand Canyon, they will be playing at Sacramento State this week. Now we talked Sacramento State. A few weeks ago on the WAC podcast. Now, since then, they have fallen off kind of dramatically in terms of standings. So it'll be interesting to see. That's always a tough place to play, Sacramento State. And as we get to WAC tournament time, uh, they always seem to turn it on. The Hornets do, and they're always a team to beat. So that should be a fun series to watch this weekend. Yeah, two and four right now. But again, like you mentioned, I mean, you know, it's it's 
it's early in whack play, early enough that they can definitely, you know, get it together before becoming uh, quite the menace at the tournament soon. WAG Baseball Tournament, just to, to mention this, the, the format is going to be different this year. There's eight teams, used to only be six. Four teams from each division going to the WAG Tournament. Dixie State, California Baptist, Tarleton not eligible as they are transitioning from Division Two. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see because then you have the cross-divisional play. They're not playing in the regular season. So That's tough. We're going to talk with uh, Coach Davis a little bit about that in our next segment that it's uh, yeah, it's going to present uh, it's going to be more like an NCAA regional uh, possibly where you have uh, teams that you have not played although you're in the same conference so you get a maybe a better look like uh, coach said uh, when uh, they're done they play the central daylight time now whereas you know st- uh, some of these other schools Phoenix now in the Pacific uh, time you zone You got to stop all this madness. Well, it's going to stop you know, supposedly. there's a bill that there was is. I don't know I'll, where it is in the... I'll believe it when I see it. That's okay. what I'm saying there. But anyway, uh, that, that'll that be uh, Grand Canyon, Sacramento State, and uh, also uh, check out the WAC baseball tournament at the end of the season. <laughs> Lamar at UTRGV and Coach Davis will talk a little bit about that as they uh, get ready for the Vicaros, who um, I, I know they'll be looking to get right uh, playing at home this week. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk some WAC softball. You're listening to the WAC Podcast. Hercules Tires is the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference and for more than 65 years has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value. Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you, visit HerculesTires.com. Wax softball right now in the Southwest Division. Abilene Christian on top with a 6-3 and three record. The Wildcats will be at Sam Houston this weekend. And in softball, they play Friday-Saturday series. They play a doubleheader on one of the days, and then the other day they play a single game. So three-game series in Wax softball this year. And a pretty good start for the Wildcats. A person to watch for, though, however, in that Southwest Division, is pitcher Cassidy Wilbur, who is a preseason pitcher of the year, of course, had a fantastic season last year at Stephen F. Austin, and she is our whack ticket smarter pitcher of the week. Yeah, now I don't want to confirm anything, but I'm hoping, fingers <laughs> crossed, that we do have an opportunity to at least talk to Cassidy, if not this week, for another whack all access, which every Thursday, every Thursday, every Thursday without the, fail, <laughs> asterisk for the most part. <laughs> Because, you know, while we are away at different championships, you know, we're, we're unable to as we are fulfilling other obligations. But hopefully. Most, I mean, how about most Thursdays? Yeah, most Thursdays. There you go. Most Thursdays. Um, and just keep an eye out on our social media, especially uh, Twitter and Instagram on our story. We'll let you know when. IG. Uh, IG. IG Live. IG Live when uh, hopefully we can get Cassidy on because love to talk to her about kind of her mindset and everything. She's she's a phenomenal player. She was expected to be a phenomenal player. So just to see the expectation, the pressure that's on her and, uh, you know, get, get, get kind of her own view on these things. West Division, we had three teams start off conference play last week, two and one. Those would be Grand Canyon, Seattle U, and Dixie State. Grand Canyon uh, gets the whack Ticket Smarter Player of the Week and Gianna Nicoletti. Now, how is it that 
the West Division's only at like three games, and up here in the Southwest, we're at like nine. Why is that? Um, I don't know. Why don't you talk to the scheduling folks? I don't know who the scheduling. <laughs> <laughs> I know there. I believe there are, are the divisions. Are there a different number of teams in the divisions? Two, four, six. Two, four, five. Great radio right here. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it probably has something to do with that, and then by the end of the season, it'll all even out. So yeah. I know. I know you're liking to have the the numbers of games done everybody playing the same but uh yeah, it's really stressful not not really happening right now okay so back to you had just nice loop into yeah i did uh, i had a great segue for you to talk about gianna nicoletti the whack ticket smarter player of the week yeah nicoletti in our whack release was nearly an impossible out for the opposition impossible. is how it was worded because i mean she hit 778 in her nine at bats she had an 846 on base percentage um, that was two of the three games that GCU beat New Mexico State to start off their whack schedule, which is pretty impressive. She had two hits in each game, scoring six runs during the series, dro- drove in two additional runs, three steals in her final game, <laughs> worked four walks, and I mean, stats for days. I mean, she was she really had a had a pretty good pretty good week. Yeah, one of the things to look at on our stat page here, Gianna Nicoletti, twenty seven stolen bases this Ooh. year, second place in the whack has twelve. Oh, wow. So she is a speed demon yeah. on the base paths. Uh, by the way, the top three in the whack, all from Grand Canyon, as well as number five. So four of the top five, all from GCU. So gives you an idea that they are a fast-running team. They also have uh, the top hitter in the league at 443. That would be Caitlin Dunkel hitting a 443. Um, she has... What is it? Thirty overall runs this year at second right now. No, I mean, and runs batted in. Uh, Danae Chapman of Grand Canyon leading the league, and Kristen Fifield right behind her as well. So Lopes putting up big numbers Tough early to beat on. A team that's uh, at the top of the stats board in every category. You, you mentioned Cassidy Wilbur uh, that you might have on whack all access potentially. 113 strikeouts already this season, so she is tough to hit on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Looking forward to, fingers crossed, everyone, fingers crossed. If you're looking for a West Division matchup to watch this week, Grand Canyon at Dixie, two teams off to two and one starts in the WAC this year. Coming up next on the WAC podcast, we're going to talk with Will Davis, head coach at Lamar University. Stay right there. Welcome back to the WAC podcast. Eric Danner and Kendra Sheehan now joined by the head baseball coach from Lamar University, Will Davis. Coach Davis, how are you doing today? Doing great. Good to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Coach, uh, th- yeah, thank you for taking some time out. I know you have a, a game coming up here this afternoon, but you wanted to, we wanted to talk to you with the start that Lamar baseball has had, in particular in the WAC. Uh, you, you were initially picked, I believe, fourth in the Southwest Division. Early going, only a couple series under the belt, but so far, uh, Lamar in first place at 5-1 and one in the division. Is this kind of where you envisioned where you would be as we sit here uh, heading into the latter parts of March? Well, Eric, I, uh, I try not to envision anything, quite frankly, and uh, not to get too coach big on you. We just try to take it one day at a time. And um, we knew we had a good team, um, but we know there's a lot of other good teams, particularly in our division. And, uh, you know, we, we haven't done anything yet. We've had some hard-fought games. We've been fortunate to be on the winning side of, of most of those. Um, but we know we have many, many hard-fought games ahead. So we, uh, we're trying not to get too high with the, uh, the start. 
So we're certainly happy with it. You got a non-conference game coming up in just a few hours, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. Looking to get back into the win column after your last time out against Sam Houston, falling 9-3. to three. What's kind of the game plan going into this midweek game before you're back on the road again at UTRGV? Well, you know, the midweek games are important to stay sharp and, and continue to play. Um, they're certainly not as important as the conference games, as we all know. Uh, we've got a couple guys banged up a little bit, nothing that's too concerning for the weekend, but we feel like the prudent thing to do will be to rest them. Um, and then it also being a Wednesday game rather than a Tuesday game so close to the weekend, uh, we don't want to overextend any of the pitchers that we would want to use on Friday night. So uh, we're going to play to win, certainly, but you know we're going to see some, some guys that maybe we wouldn't normally see um, and hopefully that they can uh, step in nicely and, and, uh, and fill the void that some of our starters would be filling uh, tonight. Coach, take me behind the curtain a little bit here on this road trip. Obviously, we're trying to talk to you You're on the bus uh, down to Corpus Christi. Then you have at UTRGV coming up. So I imagine you're just after tonight uh, heading over to Edinburgh. And uh, what, right. what, did, what that experience is like uh, spending time on the bus, uh, as uh, many of our baseball teams do during this time of year. Yeah, you know, it's a, a couple long bus trips uh, this year that, you know, and it's, it's uh, nice to break them up with a midweek game. And uh, it's kind of a, if you can schedule it correctly, it's, a, it's kind of a smart thing to do. And um, so we're, uh, we've already gone most of the way down to Edinburgh now at this point. We only have two hours tomorrow. So uh, we'll get to play a good opponent in Corpus Christi tonight and then, uh, you know, head on, kind of break the trip up a little bit on the way down to where it's not a six and a half hour bus ride both ways. And, um, yeah, so that'll be nice. We'll get our game in and then and, uh, break up the trip. And I'm sure the guys don't uh, mind missing another day of school. I'm sure they're pretty happy about that. <laughs> How would you describe this team if I'm looking at some of your top stats, guys? They're juniors, seniors. Is this a veteran group that's leading Lamar to one of its best starts in, in the WAC? Yeah, so out of the 40-man roster, we have one freshman. So we have 39 sophomores, juniors, and seniors. So... Um, I would say it is a pretty veteran group and, um, you know, that's by design. Obviously the transfer portal is not a great thing for mid-major baseball programs. Um, and you can get, uh, rated pretty quickly. In fact, we've got one pitcher at Oklahoma from last year, one at West Virginia and one at Texas. So, um, you know, we, we wanted to make sure that we were an older team. We had a lot of guys back, but we also brought in a lot of junior college players as well. And a few, uh, four-year transfers that have really helped us. So, um, it, it certainly is a veteran team. Coach, uh, getting back to that, that conference play, so you play UTRGV this week, uh, a team with uh, some pretty good players on the roster. As far as coming into the WAC this year, you spent a few years at Lamar in the Southland, uh, starting a new conference this year, but a lot of familiar foes, obviously UTRGV, not one of them uh, as they were playing in the WAC. Ha have you been able to get a feel for what, uh, what the conference uh, is going to look like this year? I don't have a great feel for the, uh, the Western side. Um, in fact, I'm not even sure that the name of the division is, uh, you can correct me on that. I don't know. Is it West Western division? Uh, you got it coach. There you go. <laughs> um, you know, we've never played, I've never played any of those teams, uh, in, in any capacity, whether at LSU or at, uh, at Lamar. So, um, you know, following along and watching them, uh, you know, at night and stuff, it's kind of cool. They, they do play later than we do. So you get to see them when you get home from your game. Um, but our, our division, we knew would be tough. Um, you know, obviously Abilene, Sam and, uh, SFA coming over with us or are all great teams. And we played Tarleton last year and we were actually supposed to play RGV to open the season last year, but we had a little COVID outbreak. So that game never happened, but we did all the scouting for it and, uh, we knew they'd be a great team as well. So 
um, our, our side is really tough, and um, I'm sure the other side is, is, is challenging as well. Our pitching coach's son, Cy Snedeker, uh, is actually one of the catchers at Grand Canyon. So uh, we see them a lot, you know, following along with his career. So we know that they're a great program as well. So it's a great conference, and uh, I'm sure it'll be a, a long battle the rest of the way here to, to see who the, the champion is. What's something that surprised you about this team so far, whether it's, you know, your resilience in games or a player that in particular stepped up more than they have in past seasons? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, we, we, um, we've had a couple guys, our Friday and Saturday night starters um, have really stepped up for us. Braxton Douthat was our number three starter last year, and he's jumped into that number one role and actually just elevated his game and been a great, great pitcher for us on, on, on the opening game of each weekend. And then uh, we got a division three transfer, from Michigan named Adam Wheaton, who's first year in Division One has been off to a great start for us as well as the number two pitcher. And then we got a young man named Josh Blankenship on the offensive side that's leading us in pretty much every offensive statistical category. He got one at bat last year. So, um, you know, he's really, really improved. And, um, you know, those, that's three guys right there that have really stepped up for us. And it's not that they could be great, but uh, they're actually going out there and doing it. And that's, that's great to see. We're talking with Will Davis, head baseball coach at Lamar University. And again, not to look too far ahead, coach, but the WAC baseball tournament in Mesa, Arizona at the end of May this year. And that's always a great event uh, put on by the city of Mesa. We're playing the Oakland A's uh, spring training facility at uh, Ho-Ho Camp Stadium. And like you said, you, you haven't seen these West Division teams. And I, I don't believe the schedule is such that, that you're going to see them during the year. So the first time you would would be at the tournament. Uh, as far as your, your, how, how do you plan for that uh, when you're going to be seeing your division so many times, but uh, the West division, maybe not until the tournament. Um, yeah, it'll be really weird. You know I mean? It'll be weird to have that first game trying to get to the NCAA tournament, be against a team that you've never seen before and have almost no familiarity with. Um, you know, fortunately there's some really good scouting platforms right now um, that you can use and we use one of them. Um, so as soon as the season ends, we, you know, we'll have some time. Uh, before we travel out there, we'll uh, we'll turn the page to, and we will be playing a Western Division team in the first game. The way the bracket set up, not, you know, obviously we're not sure what's won yet, and uh, we'll we'll scout the heck out of them and get ready for game one, and um, then we'll turn the page to whoever the opponent is game two. So uh, there will be a lot to learn, yeah, from from that. We'll have a lot of familiarity with uh, whichever you know one team from our side is in the same bracket as us, but the two Western Division teams that are with us will will have you know, have a lot of work to do. Now you mentioned the veteran presence, obviously on this team, and you're going on a five game road swing right now. How much do those kind of time on the bus, like you guys just had give this team even more of an opportunity to bond and kind of increase that chemistry, I guess, among, among the guys on the roster. Yeah, I think it's great. You know I mean? I think it's fun. And um, I think when you think back to your time playing college baseball uh, for all of us that did, uh, those are the things you remember. It's not necessarily, every single game, but it's those times with the guys. And um, it's a great opportunity for our guys to spend a lot of time with each other and uh, some downtime here on this trip. And um, it'll be a good way for us to continue to bond. And that's what makes a season special. Coach, I don't know if you guys have had spring break yet or or not, but with that trip, you said only two hours. Are you going to try to do anything uh, team bonding wise, (laughs) uh, maybe tonight Uh, or, or tomorrow morning? I think we're going to go eat some chicken wings tomorrow. But, uh, no, we're not going to South Padre Island or anything like that, even though we're pretty close. So I don't know if I need to make a little rule or anything and make sure these guys aren't heading over there. But uh, we had spring break last week, so 
Uh, we'll let the, as anybody in baseball knows, spring breaker is for the uh, normal people, not for us. So, um, that's something you, that's a, an oath we take to give up all spring breaks from now until the end of time. So um, we don't even know what that means. Uh, you made almost an immediate impact when you took over at Lamar and with that veteran presence, how important is the recruiting for next year with losing a lot of guys that are, you know, at the top of your stats being seniors and juniors and, and looking ahead to continuing to build this program to what you want it to be. Uh, yeah, I mean, recruiting is almost everything, you know, we like to think that coaching and developing um, have something to do with it, but we all know that the, the better players you can recruit, the lot smarter you look as a coach. So, um, you know, we, as much time as we spend developing these guys is as much time as we spend recruiting too. So, um, we're constantly doing it and, um, you know, we're working hard during the season to try to sign a nice class, um, to be ready to go and, and, and reload for next year. Well, coach Davis, want to thank you for taking some time out. Good luck in your game tonight against Texas AM Corpus Christi and, and good luck the rest of the season. Thank you guys for having me. Really enjoyed it. Well, that is coach Will Davis from Lamar university. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the WAC Podcast. Thanks for listening to the WAC Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at WACsports.com.